I would like to invite you to open your Bible or to start your Bible uh, in the book of Acts, chapter 10. I will be reading from the NIV, Acts chapter 10, from verse 1. Is, so Acts chapter 10, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion, God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed regularly. One day, about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius, what is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now, send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. That's it. Um, we'll be thinking about this text today as we find a call, we find God calling Peter to leave Job and go to Caesarea in order to share the gospel with people there. Um, I would like to reflect on his call with you. So what we find here in Acts chapter 10 is a man called Cornelius. He was from a city called Caesarea. He was a powerful man. Um, he was known as the Italian regiment. He, he was a man of authority. And he was also a man of faith. We find him here uh, being described as a devout and God-fearing man. He would give regularly to God. So he was a man of faith. One day, God looked from heaven and decided to change his life to reveal him the gospel. So one day, verse 3, at about 3 in the afternoon, he had a vision. An angel from God appears to Cornelius and gives him some instructions. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. So the angel appears to Cornelius and gives him some instructions that another man called Peter would come from Job, Job and would share the gospel with him and his family. But before we look into Peter's call, I'd like just to highlight a few lessons that I learned from the verses here. So the first lesson that I find here is that it's not enough to have a faith. It's not enough to have a religion. Um, if you look at here and compare to, uh, what he was practicing to the Muslim faith, you'd say that he would practice two of the pillars of Islam. He would give generously to the poor and he would pray regularly. So from the five pillars, two he was practicing. He was a man of faith, but he didn't know Jesus. He didn't know the gospel. And God wanted to complete his work in Cornelius' life. So it's not enough to have a faith and to have a religion and to know that there is a God. You must know Jesus Christ. You must know the gospel, the, me the message of salvation that is in Jesus Christ. So God looked from heaven and decided to change Cornelius' life, revealing him the gospel. That's what everybody needs to know. That's what everybody needs to trust and to be transformed by. Uh, a second lesson is that the angel never preached the gospel to Cornelius. 
the angel appeared to him and gave him instructions that he would go to Peter. And Peter represents the church, while Cornelius represents the unreached people groups, people who have some knowledge about God but don't know the gospel yet. Go to the church so that you can hear the gospel. So the angel never preached because God did not give the task of the Great Commission to the angels, but to the church. It would be faster if they would preach the gospel. They would do it so well. But God decided that people who have been transformed by Jesus, they are the ones. People who have been redeemed, they are the ones who are supposed to go out and share about the gospel who have transformed their lives. Share that with others who have not heard yet. The third lesson that I see here is that God is at work. God is at work among the nations. He loves the nations. He's working to bring them back, the ones uh, who sinned in Adam and Eve. God's, God wants to bring them back, and he's at work here. Peter was not there yet, and God is already giving a vision to Cornelius and instructions to him so that Peter would go. And that's, that's very comforting, that before we go, anywhere to preach the gospel, we can have the assurance that God is at work. And many times as we go, we are going in response to what God is already doing. God is preparing the way. God is touching hearts. And now we can go and share and join Him. We're not taking God to the nations or to people. We are joining Him in His work among the nations. And then we come to Peter's call. And the first characteristic of his call that I, that I see here, uh, verse 5, now send men to Joppa. So God is giving the name of the city where Peter was living in and bring a man called Simon. God is giving the name of the preacher. So you are going to a city called Joppa and you are going to look for a preacher called Simon and his surname was Peter. So his name is Simon, he's called Peter. He's staying with another Simon, the tanner. So Simon, Peter, is going to be with another Simon. And for you to not be confused, I'm going to give you the profession of the other Simon that you know exactly who is supposed to come and preach the gospel. And uh, who, whose house is by the sea. Even the address, the name of the city, the person with whom he was going to be, and the house. Remember, there was no GPS at those days. So this house which is by the sea. Peter's call was very specific. God was specifically calling Peter to leave Joppa and go to Caesarea so that the gospel would be preached. God calls us uh, as a church. There is a general call, but also many times he calls people individually. And I believe that he has a call for each one of us to do different things, to go to different places, to reach out to different people. Your call may not be the same call as the one that I have, but I am sure that God wants to use it specifically in His kingdom to bring glory to His name. And I would like to challenge you this morning to consider how is God calling you specifically to serve Him, to proclaim the gospel, to share the gospel, with people who don't know Jesus yet.
The second characteristic that we find here uh, starts on verse 9. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. So immediately after the angel left, Cornelius sent his men to uh, go to Joppa and bring Peter. So the following day, they were already arriving there. So Peter's call was specific, but it was also urgent. Cornelius didn't wait until the next day to send his man. He didn't wait until the next week, the next month. He didn't wait until he was maybe retired, and then, you know, then I will hear the gospel. So he called his men and he sent them out immediately so that as soon as he could, he would hear the gospel. So God's call to Peter was urgent. We're dealing with the eternity of people. And if we can wait, many times they cannot wait. If we don't realize that it's a matter of eternity, they do. And that's why many times missionaries go to a rich people group and as he starts sharing the gospel, people ask him, why, why you didn't come before? How, for how long do you know the gospel? And why it took so long for you to come and share the gospel with my people? What about my grandfather? What about my father? My family members who have died and never had a chance to hear the gospel. Why it took so long to come and share the gospel with us? They know it's urgent. And then third, the third characteristic that I find here um, on verse 13. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. There are two visions happening here. One in, in Caesarea, the other one in Job. Uh, as I said, Peter represents the church. Cornelius represents the unreached people groups. And then God gives a vision to Cornelius, now a vision to Peter, telling him, uh, go and uh, reach these people with the gospel. Uh, so God gave him a, a vision. And then verse 14, surely not, Lord, Peter replied, I have never eaten anything pure or unclean. God gave him a strange vision. As a Jew, he was looking at animals that was unclean to him, and God is telling him, go and eat. And he's saying, surely not, which is a very strange statement. If we are before the Lord, and the Lord tells us to do, to, to do anything, what is the answer? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Go to the Jews. Yes, Lord. Because if we say surely not, he is not Lord, or we are not servants. If you are not willing to obey God, if you are resisting to God and, and not willing to obey, then he is not Lord. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure and unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Don't call the Gentiles, impure, unclean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. How many times did he, did he hear a voice from God? Three times. Three times God spoke to Peter as he was resisting to obey. 
But how many times did God speak to Cornelius? Just one time, just once. So it seems to me that Peter, who represents the church here, was resisting more than Cornelius. And that reminds me of what someone has said, that the enriched people groups are more willing to receive the gospel than the church is willing to share the gospel with them. And the third characteristic here is that Peter's call was a cross-cultural call. It was specific, it was urgent, and it was cross-cultural. You have to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. I'm calling you to go to the Gentiles because the gospel has no cultural boundaries. The gospel is not only for the Brazilians. You know, I was so glad to see the Brazilian flag over there, but also to see many other flags around the room. The, the gospel is not only for the Brazilians. It's for all peoples, all nations. It's not only for the Jews. And that's what God is teaching uh, Peter here. And, and one of the things, there are many things, but one of the things that amazes me here is that it's not the church in Job who is sending a missionary to Caesarea, raising support and sending Peter out. It's the unreached in Job saying, bring us the gospel. Come and share the gospel with us. God loves the nations. He wants to be feared by all peoples. He wants to be glorified among all tribes in all languages. And he's calling us as a church. We also have a general call, but a specific call. Each one of us has one. Uh, it's urgent. And he wants us to go around the nations and share the gospel with those who have never heard yet for the glory of the Lamb. Let us pray together. Father God, thank you so much for the blessing of being in a free country. Help us, Father, to glorify your name, to proclaim your glory among the nations, that you be feared and glorified among all peoples. We pray that in Jesus' name.